हेलो एवरीवन वेलकम टू द एपिसोड थ्री ऑफ पॉडकास्ट सीरीज वेंचर जर्नी आई एम योर होस्ट अभिनव एंड टुडे वी हैव अ वेरी यूनिक गेस्ट विथ अस फ्रेड लजार और शुड आई कॉल हिम प्रोफेसर लजार फ्रेड इज अ प्रोफेसर ऑफ इकोनॉमिक्स एट शूलिक स्कूल ऑफ बिजनेस कैनेडा एंड एन एविएशन कंसल्टेंट ही इज ऑन बोर्ड ऑफ न्यूमरस कंपनीज सच एज इंटरनोलॉजी एयर नॉर्थ मेटिस इन्फिनिटी इन्वेस्टमेंट्स फॉर टूडेज एपिसोड वी विल डिस्कस अ वेरी टर्बुलेंट इंडस्ट्री एविएशन एंड पर्टिकुलरली द रिसेंट ट्रांजेक्शन पीई डील ऑफ वेस्टजेट ओनेक्स बाइंग वेस्टजेट फॉर फाइव बिलियन डॉलर इंक्लूडिंग डेट सो फ्रेड माई क्वेश्चन इज वाई ऑन अर्थ वुड एन पीई इन्वेस्ट इन एन एयरलाइन कंपनी uh if uh, this had been about 7 8 years ago it would made sense the uh, airline industry is a very cyclical industry so if you can buy in at sort of the bottom of a cycle in uh, 2009 we were at the bottom of the cycle and you ride it up as conditions improve you can make a lot of money in a cyclical industry such as the airlines uh moreover with uh, consolidation in the industry with lower fuel prices Uh, most of the major airlines became very profitable and very valuable but that was 7 8 9 years ago fast forward to the present time uh the only possibilities might be that maybe onyx sees opportunities for growth there are number 787s uh, on order by westjet maybe they see cost cutting uh, possibilities change the business model back to its origins or maybe onyx is really fronting for somebody else and they're just serving as an agent and they have little risk uh, in this transaction so do you believe that onyx will get 20 to 25% irr over the period of 5 to 7 years from this deal if they're buying uh westjet for their own investment portfolio i highly doubt it uh the best uh, returns are in the past uh the industry faces a uh, a recession risk as do uh, other cyclical industries uh fuel prices probably are not going to drop uh, from current levels and the consolidation of the industry has already taken place the airlines are doing a good job controlling capacity so there's some potential upside there but in terms of restructuring the operations the growth opportunities well there are some opportunities not sufficient to generate that type of return On the other hand, if Onyx is not doing this deal for their own portfolio but on behalf of someone else, uh they will do well because they have very little of their money at stake. Okay. So, generally a PE invest for three reasons as you mentioned, cutting cost or growing business or maybe restructuring the industry. Westjet already has a 34% market share in Canada, the domestic share. So, what do you think would be the plan that Onyx has in its mind for Westjet? Again, uh There are two possibilities. Go along with the current model. Remember, WestJet started as a clone of Southwest, uh, a short, medium-haul, point-to-point operation uh, with the only one type of uh, aircraft in the fleet, the 737, catering primarily to sort of the leisure market. Uh, they've uh, transitioned from that. They've now have a regional airline subsidiary operating Q400s. they started swoop uh, their version of an ultra low cost carrier and they've gotten into the international market initially with some lease 767s now with some new 787s so their model has changed completely from their origins so either onyx sees 
considerable opportunities for growth in the international markets. The domestic and North American markets are pretty well saturated. So they're counting on the 787s coming into the fleet, uh, providing very attractive growth opportunities. Or Onyx will simply cut back the company to its origins. This short, medium, point-to-point -point, uh, 737 type of operation and get rid of everything else. So those might be the two options. Again, getting back to your earlier question, will either one of them generate the returns that PE firms looking for? Highly unlikely. That's interesting because if unlikely is the case, WestJet has an ethos of owner's care and especially from employees' perspective, they never had a pension plan for their employees. They rather had a shared purchase program. So if the return seems to be unlikely, we all know how a private equity works in future if they, they are unable to generate the expected returns. So what do you think will happen to the employees and rather specifically to the share purchase program? Will it remain as promised right now or it may change and no one knows what may happen? Well, I think uh, you'll probably get an idea within the first six to nine months when Onyx completes the transaction, whether the employees are going to be supportive of Onyx and their leadership and continue with the existing operations or probably retain some equity stake or we see a move to unionize more of the employees. If we see a move to unionize more of the employees, uh, there's gonna be pressure on Onyx uh, to introduce a formal pension plan, and there is a possibility for a labor strike uh, facing the company. But Onyx is well run, they know the labor risks, and they'll try to address them in some way, but you've got a trade-off. If you're too generous, that reduces your returns. If you're not generous enough, that risks labor strife. They'll have to try to figure out uh, the right trade-off for themselves and the employees. Thank you for the insight. So one quick question for you. I have read that Onyx has a history in aviation, specifically acquiring a company in, within Canada in airlines. So would you like to highlight that, the history, what exactly happened, and is this move today anyhow connected or motivated by history? Okay, in 1999, uh, Onyx uh, partnered with uh, the senior executive team of Canadian Airlines uh, to make a run at Air Canada. And that was sort of the general sort of perception in the marketplace that it was an Onyx-led initiative to acquire Air Canada to merge the two. Uh, that obviously failed. Air Canada, at the end of the day, uh, was able to acquire Canadian and absorb them into the operation. The reality at that time was that while Onyx seemed to be fronting it, they were essentially working as an agent for a U.S. carrier. So they had little risk. Uh, they probably made a, got a significant payoff from the American carrier, even though they may have failed. So now, 20 years fast forward. Uh, this time, they're just going after WestJet. They're not looking to consolidate, to acquire Air Canada at the same time. Uh, highly unlikely that if they do acquire WestJet, they're going to make a run at Air Canada. Air Canada is much more expensive today than it was 20 years ago. But it's possible that this time around, Onyx once more is fronting for a U.S. carrier. Uh, the most likely would be Delta. Uh, recently, I think in the past what year or so, WestJet partnered with Delta to, to eventually join SkyTeam. And Delta has become more aggressive recently, uh, investing 
and significant equity stakes in a number of carriers to take control. So they're in a way replicating uh, the British Airways model of trying to have a number of airlines in a portfolio and Delta seems to be following that footstep. If that in fact is the case, uh, then you know, uh, Onyx learned from the experience 20 years ago, front for a US carrier, get your payoff, you'll get your returns, and at the end of the day, you've basically eliminated your risk. They are passed on to the US carrier that will basically be in control. But don't you think there's a big challenge considering the Canadian regulations? Because aviation is very protective, specifically the regulations. And even while this transaction was taking place, Air Canada objected that the particular transaction between Onyx and WestJet, it violates the foreign ownership rules. Yeah, there's no evidence that that's the case. I think uh, Air Canada was sort of searching around, trying to find out if this time around it's a replay of what happened 20 years ago and if there's a U.S. carrier in the background. So I think it was more of a fishing expedition on the part of Air Canada, probably you know, well-founded fishing expedition, but a fishing expedition uh, nevertheless. With regards to foreign ownership rules, the real difficult part of it is the control provision because you can set up different share structures. So Onyx could have the multiple voting shares, a US carrier could have single voting shares. So Onyx could have a, a minor equity stake, yet still control the company uh, and not violate the foreign ownership rules. Air Canada did this when they brought in, uh, I think, uh, I forget the US private equity firm when they were restructuring in 2004. They had two different share classes so uh, you still had majority ownership by Canadians, even though we had a significant equity interest by a U.S. private equity firm. So you can structure the shares that way. It's a control that's critical. And if Delta is involved, they will eventually take control. But they'll do it gradually so as to not sort of violate uh, the conditions for our air service agreements with other countries. So what you're implying is that in future, once maybe the regulation relaxes, we'll have more clarity on the transparency of this transaction? Uh, I don't think it's so much uh, the conditions changing. You know, foreign ownership rules change further. It makes it easier for a U.S. carrier uh, to exercise control. But the control provision is not part of our foreign ownership rules. It's part of our air service agreements that a Canadian carrier has to be controlled by Canadians. But there are ways around this and still sort of maintain the impression that the airline is controlled by Canadians. So you can do that in terms of the board, the directors could be primarily Canadian, uh, the CEO uh, could be Canadian, even though the major decisions are made elsewhere. That's fascinating because if we consider it today's scenario, private equity technically it has, it's like they're investing someone else's money, and the funds which Onyx has is is a mix of sovereign funds and from other HNIs. So, despite the fact the funds may flow outside Canada, since Onyx has majority of share, and that's the reason this deal is going through, is this right? Yes, Onyx is considered a Canadian company. It's a uh, publicly traded. Uh, it's majority Canadian owned. And therefore, uh, they own the shares in WestJet that will be viewed as Canadian ownership. 
That's interesting. Thank you. Uh, one quick thing before we go. The moment this transaction came into news, within a week we heard that Air Canada is planning to buy Air Transit. And the price went up by 200 million, the bid, because that showed how desperate Air Canada is to get into Air Transit. Is it because of the transaction between Onyx and WestJet? Or it was all planned and somehow the timelines clashed? Yeah, I think it's more the latter. Uh, there were discussions in the past between Air Canada and Transat. Uh, so, you know, this transaction is not surprising. It gives Canada, uh, Air Canada significant competitive advantages in the European market and in the Caribbean market. Whether it gets approved uh, as is by the Competition Bureau, subject to question, I'm sure the Competition Bureau will force some changes, but it was just circumstantial that that transaction was announced shortly after the Onyx transaction. Thank you, Fred, for all these insights and sharing the details about how we'll see that how the future falls in favor or against Onyx and particularly the WestJet company as a whole and the employees within the company. With this, I would like to thank you and it's, it's, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. Well, it was very enjoyable. I, I thought there were all excellent questions and hopefully... Uh, uh, my answers uh, will be helpful to you and to your listeners. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Stay tuned for further updates.